0: And welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo.
1: in Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess
2: I was right. He was like the god. <sighs> we would have to two v one like just to beat this guy. Like,
3: well, I don't
0: know, <laughs> man. I'll try to reach you. Know. You're like, oh, <laughs> see you guys like, so. A lot of
3: Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it.
0: Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and yes, we got more news, we got more trick jumps, we got yet another interview. And today's episode is a very interesting one as well. I know I say it every single week, but we always take a different jump into a different area of Halo, and I'm excited to talk about Halo CE for this episode. We got an expert in Halo CE coming on, McDick, in just a little bit, who runs the Beachland. But before we get there, we've got our news, we've got our trick jump, we've got our giveaway as well. Remember, type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat, you get a chance to win the Er skin and nameplate we give away one every single week guys so if you miss it this week you can come back next week for your chance to win just type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat let's get right into our news with maddie rums from dukecombo.com what's up maddie
1: hey dude what's going on
0: not much man we've got more news yet another week and this time you've actually got a lot of news like i was just doing a quick scroll through and i'm like damn there's there's a lot of topics here so uh take me through it i'm going to be learning vicariously through you here, because I haven't, <laughs> haven't checked it out right. yet. But uh, we always kick it off with the MCC playlist updates. So what do we got for our updates this week?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a real small one. It only affects uh, Halo 2 Anniversary and Halo CE. Uh, on Halo 2 Anniversary, they moved the map called Epic to 4v4 Fiesta. And yeah. then they also added Epic and two new Forge maps called Oracle and Checkmate. They added to the 2v2 Slayer and Oddball. Oh, that's playlist. awesome. Yeah, I, I posted a few pictures up on this site, but I haven't played them myself. But uh, I'm guessing they're pretty good since they chose them. But then right. for Halo C doubles, they uh, changed the map weighting. So for Chill Out, Hang them High, and Prisoner, they increased it. And Rat Race and Battle Creek, they decreased it. So you shouldn't be seeing those last two okay. as much. Okay. So you see the stuff that you
0: want to see. I'm assuming the most popular ones are the ones that are going to come up the most often, uh, which is always a good change. Um and of course, uh, we have legendary maps and game type migration reminder. This is still happening.
1: Remember? Yeah, so they finally, uh, I think it was last week, they announced the dates that's going to be happening. So the first one, first date is August 12th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's when your game types will be copied over. The second one will be August 26th at 10 a.m. Central Time, and that's when all your maps will be copied over. So What they suggest doing now is log into Halo 3, 4, Reach through either BackCompat or your 360 Mm -hmm. and load up all your game types first, leave them for 24 hours, they said, after uh, August 12th. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you can go back, delete that all from your file file share, upload all your maps, and then have that ready for August 26th.
0: Right, right. Just to preface it real quick, I know we've been talking about this the last two weeks, guys. If you last two weeks, guys, if you're just coming in on this now, just note that there is an opportunity for you to port your old maps from the classic Halo titles. So from Halo 3, you can port all your, your favorite maps and game types over to the MCC PC version. And I think there's a specific criteria you do have to have. You have to log in on an Xbox or something at one
1: point, right? Yeah, well, after uh, the, the transfer takes place, when the games are released on a uh, PC... Then the games will be available for you to play once you log in to MCC through an Xbox. Okay. So it'll get transferred to Xbox MPC, but you have to log in through Xbox. Right.
0: Okay. So yeah, you might need to log in on a friend's Xbox if you don't own an Xbox. Right. But from that, from there, it's a pretty simple process. You can, you know, collect the most uh, anything that you have in your file share essentially is what's going to be on uh, right. MCC PC. So. Really great initiative. There's so many amazing maps and game types, and we don't have to recreate them all now. Now we can just jump okay. on the game, and they're right there to play, which is awesome. Uh, we also have UGC announcing the Halo 3 FFA at Halo Classic. So many amazing just side events coming up at Halo Classic. They talked about Halo 5 2v2. We've got the Halo 3 $1,000 prize pool FFA as well. I mean, what do you think, Maddie?
1: I am excited. Everyone was asking for it on, like, Twitter and everything. So it was, I guess it was only a matter of the time before they uh, – They go ahead and deliver it like they usually do. Mm -hmm. It's, like you said, it's a $1,000 prize. It's $50 per per player. And that gets you three-day access to the event and tournament entry. Right.
0: Even just a list off everything they have so far, which is pretty amazing, is the Halo 3 4v4, there's the Halo CE 2v2, a Halo 5 2v2, and now a Halo 3 FFA. So, so many different reasons to come to this event and get excited about it. If you're a Halo fan of almost any Halo title, you're going to get an opportunity to, to play or, or to watch some pretty awesome games. Uh, we also have a venue change as well, and I heard that the venue is an upgrade, not a downgrade. What, what do we got here? Yeah. Uh,
1: so previously, Halo Classic in Atlantic City was going to be at Valley's Hotel and Casino. Now it's at the Adrian Phillips Ballroom Boardwalk Hall. It's uh, from what we're told, it's bigger. I know most recently they had the Collegiate Star League uh, Grand Finals there, where they played, you know, CS:GO, League of Legends. So. Oh, awesome. I'm guessing it's a, uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's reputable if that's the right way right.
0: they're and, to having events in the location it's not right. completely new exactly
1: and then for anyone that's concerned about uh just the, the distance change if they book their hotel already it's not even a 10 minute walk from where the original venue was you just go right outside to the boardwalk and walk down not even 10 minutes and you'll be there
0: yeah, I was going to say, like, the first thing I thought is, like, what about people who booked their hotel in the venue? Uh, are they going to be yeah. screwed over now? But that looks like that's going to be okay. Hopefully you guys are okay with a less than 10-minute walk is what they're saying. Um, so, yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. UGC um, announces Halo Classic Masters Status Initiative as well. What's this?
1: Yeah, so they just announced this, was it today or yesterday? <laughs> but uh, for uh, teams competing in the qualifiers, the top eight teams at the end of all the qualifiers – We'll receive a four-night stay with two hotel rooms for each team uh, from wow. September 5th to September 8th. They'll receive, they'll get admitted into the championship pool of the Halo 3 4 before They'll be invited for media day on September 5th, where they'll be filming some stuff to a show on the stream. And also get VIP accommodations like a tour of Atlantic City and stuff like that.
0: Oh, uh, I was but gonna say, what does uh, VIP treatment mean? Oh, I know they get, <laughs> they get like catering and okay, uh, okay, okay, stuff like that. Back rubs, uh, but, you know, uh, actually for gamers, like massaging in the forearms, that would be super helpful. Just yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about all uh, that, yep. but, <laughs> but uh, you have to
1: be available for media day in order to receive this. So okay. if you do win the qualifiers, you know, plan your trip to be there on the fifth.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, less the planning's kind of done for you, if you win it, if they're going to do the hotel rooms and everything. So uh, it sounds like a pretty good bargain. Just uh, right. win those qualifiers, guys. We do need some good incentive to get in those qualifiers as well. And I know they're starting to heat up as uh, also you've got uh, some tournament results here uh, just to make sure I didn't skip over anything. I think now you've got it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you have the uh, the face it ignite online qualifier playoffs. So this is uh, going back to face it. This is going to happen right before we get into our Halo Classic. We still got another massive event in Europe.
1: Yeah, so over the weekend there was the EU and the NA region playoffs. Yep. For the EU region, uh, there was no first place or second place. I messed up with my graphic because found out that they never played the finals because the top two uh, receives uh, their trip paid for. But okay. first place was Moses a clown, which is hollers respectful Moe's, and Snipe Drone, uh, and then the other top two was Mazer Gaming, which is flame savage fusion fusions NR and so snaky. And then third and fourth was Aspire with Jimbo to Foxy Riots and Flux and a team called Back the Classic, which is Sandal Evie jobs Jopst, I don't know. No, no, and uh, Lil Sandel. Yeah.
0: Once again, uh, just credit to you for even going through all the names. Some of them are always hard to read. Uh, yeah. yeah, interesting kind of breakdown here because, of course, uh, you know, being somebody who doesn't know the European scene too well, a name like Jimbo, Too Foxy, Right, like these guys are popping out at me, but they're in third right now, right? You still right. got oh, those Respectful, and these are those are amazing players too. Snipe Drone, who uh, guys watch out for single Halo clips tomorrow. Snipe Drone might be in the uh, the single Halo clips. He's got a crazy play that you can check out. So all of these guys, you know, incredibly talented. It's it's interesting seeing, uh, you know, even Jimbo who we know is a champion in, in the European scene, third place right now. So a lot of competition, even within EU. It's going to be uh, really cool once they move over to this venue. We've also got the, the NA side of it, too. What do we have here?
1: Yeah, so in this event, the first place team receives uh, their trip paid for over to Face Ignite. And that went to Tox Gaming. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Snakebite Lethal APG in Royal 2. Second place was Gooder, which was Trippy, Snipedown, Penguin, and Eco. And then third and fourth was Falling Esports with Neighbor Ace, Ryan Noob and Goofy, and Five Bucks Nub, which was Demon D, Straight Sick, Ares, and Shelly.
0: Nice to see some of these uh, team rosters a little different than what you might have expected from the last event. Like Snipe Down mm-hmm. with Trippy Penguin and Eco. That's a hell of a squad. And I guess that's instead of Reciprocity. I guess that means the Reciprocity yeah. won't be making out uh, making it in its full form. Uh, and then Falling Esports, who previously had Frosty and uh, Eco. In turn, they're getting uh, Rindu and Goofy instead. There's two exceptional players as well, so we'll see how that kind of stacks up, but some interesting team changes right before we get into the event. Um, SWAT Nation continues to host some amazing events as well online. What do they got?
1: Yeah, They held their first ever Halo 3 2v2 SWAT tournament called Once Upon a SWAT. Uh, First place was Mask On, which was Shotzi and Falcated. Second place was Ahaha, which was Sweet Bunny and Heaven. Third was On Another Level, which was Smokey Dig and Sucka, and fourth was Cruz with Toy Soldier and Royal Blood. Right.
0: And uh, I guess no Bound in this one, but I, I know Bound. Yeah, is it was a war, little shock, yeah. Maybe he's a, a Halo, Halo 5. Yeah, yeah, he didn't jump over to H3 there. It's nice to see Shotzi come in for an event and just, of course, just take the event uh, yeah. once again, but good to have some big names there. And, of course, Smokey Dig and Sucka, they've been grinding the SWAT Nation tournaments for a while. They've been pretty exceptional, so they're still going to place high. Uh, we have upcoming tournaments, of course, as well. What do we got? Hey,
1: so Saturday's pretty busy. If you're in the EU region, there's the UGL Halo 3 4v4. Uh, for if you're competing at Halo Classic, you have the first qualifier for that. Nice. You also have uh, Halo Wars Tournament Central, Halo Wars 2 Open 2v2, if that's your game. Sure. And then you also have the Microsoft Store Halo 5 Free-for-All at local Microsoft stores in uh, North America.
0: Back by popular demand. It's nice to see that come back as well. I know they just announced it last week, but guys, you can play Halo 5 in Microsoft stores. Once again, they're having events there. And like we just said about Halo Classic, you've got, you know, your first qualifier coming up, your first opportunity to get a shot at those, those hotel rooms and VIP treatment. Uh, we also have a Sunday's event as well.
1: Yes, and then on Sunday, August 4th, in the EU region, you have Europa Halo's second double down, just awesome. a Halo 5 2v2.
0: Awesome. So actually a pretty stacked weekend for you know things going on in Halo. A lot to check out, be a part mm-hmm. of, and of course watch on twitch.tv. But that covers our news this week, guys. Remember, all of this information is available on noobcombo.com. Maddie runs it. He's got all of this organized in an organized fashion. You can go check that out. And that closes the news for today. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me. Anytime, man. No problem, dude. All right, let's get right into our trick jump with Clearly Me. Apparently he's got this sand trap clip that totally blew up on the internet. We got to talk about it. How's it going, clearly? It's going pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I feel like you must be doing a little bit better after your uh, – how many likes do you have on that tweet right now, that Sandtrap clip? Uh, about,
3: pretty
0: good for a Halo
3: post. <laughs> about 1,800 and 19, views and counting. Yeah, is that good. the best you've received for uh, – So Photoshop? far. Yeah, so far on Twitter, it's done pretty good. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. we better check it out. I hope you got it. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the first clip we're rolling in a day. Um, but um, you crouch on this fusion coil, and you smack it, and doing so will launch you higher than if you were to just shoot it. Okay. Um, and you crouch repeatedly into the lift, um, which is referred to as a, a lift manipulation. Mm. And doing so, um, you can actually get past the little barrier through the lift and sit on the bottom of it. Um, and if you jump, um, it, you will catch the lift like you see right there. Right. And you'll pop right back out which is uh, it's actually pretty cool that you can still do that uh, because if you want to try to get a clip trying to backsmack somebody out of this thing, that would be incredible.
0: Yeah, I you think. totally could, right? Like they mm-hmm. would try to jump at you, and I'm thinking an infection or something as well. They're trying to get at you, oh, yeah. and they just keep going up the lift. How, how difficult would you say it is to pull this off? Because, I mean, it looks kind of effortless in its, uh, you know, the way it's displayed here, but you've got to well, control your momentum in the air and fall into the exact right place, I'm assuming. How, yeah. how is it to
3: pull it off? You do have to uh, center yourself a bit down the middle, but the lift tends to help you with that. So once you clear that, uh, that hole that's uh, on top of that little, I guess you call it base, whatever, um, the lift tends to center you, so you don't really have to focus too much on that. Okay. Um, but the fusion coil part is going to be the hardest part because you do have to walk slowly backwards before you smack it. Um, okay. If you run backwards and smack it, um, it tends to shoot you more horizontally. So you don't have that um, that downward angle on it, which, which you need. You need as much height as possible to uh, manipulate that lift as much as possible. Right. Um, so, you- so that part's a little tricky, but it, once you get that down, I mean, I get it consistently about 8 out of 10 times. Okay.
0: So, so kind of uh, pay attention to how you're hitting that, uh, that fusion coil. You want to be backing up a bit the moment that you hit it so you can... Yeah. You know, direct your uh, your flight there. And apparently, you're yeah. post you posted it on YouTube, and you've got some pro players uh, who are interested in potentially <laughs> trying it out.
3: Who was yeah, that in your uh, comments? Uh, Nated said that he was going to attempt it. I, I guess. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. All right. So we'll, we'll have to see if he does that. And I know Nated plays yeah. everything Halo, whether it's competitive <laughs> or casual mode. So you could expect him on Sandtrap at some point. Maybe he will have an opportunity to pull that off. I think that would lead to a pretty exciting. Yeah, clip. that'd be so. sick. That'd be um, sick. Yeah, and of course, I know you've always got your high-level trick jumps every week as well. Uh, do you have mm-hmm. one of those also? We can check that one out. I too.
3: do. Um, yeah, I have a clip on Blackout today. Um, nice. Extremely useful. Um, and as you can see here, I'm kind of playing with the enemy's radar a bit. Um, and I'm doing this little bit that gets you from S1 to S2. Okay. And you'll see it right here. Boom. Nice. And sneak up on them. Don't expect it at all uh, for the quick double there. Mm-hmm. And I show a third person of it as well. Um and it's extremely simple. I mean, you can't even you can't even really mess it up. Um, you just simply just walk into this wall and just mash the jump button, and you'll get it every single time. All right. um, but yeah, you just walk into the corner, keep mashing, and I, I show myself doing it over and over again just to demonstrate the consistency. At what point are you mashing? Like the, the moment that you press jump? Like now you're yeah. mashing, or like yeah. once you hit the yeah. floor,
0: you're mashing, or it's just... yeah,
3: right as soon as you start, right as soon as you first jump from holding forward up against that wall, you just continue to mash after. Um, and eventually you'll just jump again and um you kind of crouch and curve up to s2 um and you get it every single time i mean i i've yet to fail this matchmaking um it's that consistent so and i don't see anybody utilizing this at all everybody knows the way on br tower where you can jump on top of that invisible barrier right you know Um, But no one ever utilizes that side, which I feel like they should. And I use it to my advantage all the time in matchmaking, and I feel like more people should.
0: Well, I mean, now you've showcased it, so more Mm -hmm. people might. And uh, maybe you can look out for it in the future. We'll see (laughs) what happens there. Of course, anybody (laughs) who's watching, you should probably steal some of these jumps and apply them to your gameplay as well. Uh, If you want to be involved with the Trick Jump community, I know you've got a community for that as well, clearly.
3: Yes, sir. Um, I created a Discord server um, completely dedicated to trick jumping. so anybody who wants to learn how to uh, do any of the things that I'm doing today um, you can reach out to me directly through there um, also there's a lot of other OG players who do just the same as me um, and are willing to help um, so uh, feel free to join I will link the uh, link to that on twitch and on mixer after my segment is over um, also find me at MCC trick jumps on Twitter also on YouTube if you want to see more content like this this is all that I do so if you like what you see today, uh, feel free to follow me. All right. Well, thank yeah. you once
0: again. Clearly, we had two awesome trick jumps this week, and I'm only expecting more from you onward into the future. Uh, looking forward to seeing what you have in store, man. I'll see you around. I'll see you, man. Thank you. And that closes our news and our trick jump for the week. Let's get into our Halo CE discussion. I'm excited to welcome Nick Dick, the host of Beachland, to HCS Weekly.
1: Thanks How's it for going? having
0: me. No problem, man. Happy to have you. I, I noticed when you came in, just before we got into the interview, you're, you're dressed all nice. You're, you're in a nice-looking building here, and I'm wearing this basic green T-shirt. Uh, how, what's going on? Are you at work right now? How's it going?
2: I just wanted to show you up. Uh, make sure. <laughs>
0: That's not, I no, didn't change uh, my shirt, dude.
2: I'm not the office. So I'm an attorney here in uh, Tampa, and uh, it's downtown Tampa behind. I don't know how well you can see it there in the, the zoomed-in yeah. picture. But, uh, yep, I'm a personal injury attorney in Tampa, and uh caught me after work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. I've got a bigger view on my screen, so there's a little box that you guys, the viewers, get, and then I've got this other, I see you twice for some reason. It's just a weird Skype layout, but I've got the full uh, background there. It looks very nice there. Um, And I know that you've got, you know, Beachland that you're running. Of course, you you said you're an attorney, so that's keeping most of your time. How much does uh, Beachland kind of take away from that? Do you you spend doing events and whatnot?
2: Well, I'm very lucky in that there's a lot of kids uh, in the community that help out. So, um, you know, I'm kind of like, a manager to some extent but I largely just delegate stuff to the more capable folks who can do the things that I can't do so uh you know devil uh is another uh guy that helps me out a lot and he he does uh so much for us um but you know I got a guy doing graphics um a, a, you know sandman as, you, as who's been on your show is gonna come and do photography um, for us and uh you know i I'm more just sort of pull the strings, and uh, put the right people in the right spots. Right, but, right. Uh, you know, most of the year I don't have to do too much organizational stuff, but as it comes closer, closer to the event, I'm, you know, staying up late and, you know, working on stuff.
0: I, uh, I hear they call you the warden of Halo CE. Is that part of the reason why, or is that strictly because of gameplay?
2: Uh, so there's a map called Prisoner, uh, uh-huh. and, so they call, and, that, and that's, you know, my best map. So uh, okay. they call me the warden because, you know, uh, of that sort of jail right. theme. All
0: right. That's awesome. When I heard it, I I thought they were talking about, like, and Eternal, like some sort of a Halo lore reference or something, but I'm pretty sure that (laughs) that didn't even come until later, like Halo 5, so. I've never even heard of that yet. (laughs) You never, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're talking about all about Halo CE today, so I'm going to learn a ton. I, I don't know too much when it comes to competitive Halo CE. Like, unfortunately, I missed the boat on this. And just doing all this research now, it, I'm just floored by the unbelievable amount of stuff in the game. Like, it's just it's pretty incredible. So we got a lot to learn. If you guys are a Halo CE fan, some of this stuff you might know. You might know all of it. And uh, if you're not, you might learn a lot today, too, which is great. Um, now, typically, when I start these conversations, I go and I cherry-pick my way through your Twitter and I find funny stuff on Twitter. Uh, it turns out you don't have a Twitter. Is that true? Uh, yeah, that is true. Um, I only recently created a
2: Twitter really for Beachland. And, okay. Um, I'm not, I don't – people message me and they might go months without getting a response because I, I don't really – I'm just not that into Twitter.
0: I'm, I'm a Facebook
2: Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I don't have a personal Twitter, and I, I really don't use my Beachland Twitter much
0: stay away from the uh, the social media. But it, it does seem like it's going to become uh, like a, a good aspect for Beachland going forward considering you know the HCS Grassroots Partnership. Uh, hopefully the community continues to grow and then Twitter might become a, a good part of that. But unfortunate, because I wanted to cherry pick my way through your, your Twitter and find funny slash. Yeah, so, Sorry, there wasn't <laughs> a
2: history for you to sift through. But, nah. uh, now, even with what little time I've been on Twitter, I've been able to connect with some people that I think are going to be able to help us and contribute and be a part of what we're doing. So yeah. Uh, you know, I'm definitely going to have to start spending a little more time yeah. on Twitter.
0: So uh, just as far as what you're up to today, though, you're the, the host of the Beachland. You're, it's the home of the largest 2v2 Halo CE tournaments in the world. And you're also not too shabby at the game yourself. You're known as the warden of Halo CE, uh, defeating legend and skills in the last Beachland 2v2, apparently, as well, who are known as the most dominant Halo CE duo right now. Um, but where did it all begin? How did you first get into Halo?
2: So um, back when Halo uh, first came out, I I was in high school, and uh, my soccer team would get together and play um, after school but before games. And um, I I was by no means a natural. I I was terrible, and they they wouldn't even let me play. Um, I had to kind of sit out, and, you know, I would just sort of hang around and call them nerds, and uh, (laughs) I really wasn't even that interested in the game. but uh, just by chance, uh, one of my buddies was giving me a haircut, and he was shaving my head. And as a joke, he had left a, a patch of hair on the back, sort of unshaved. No. And so, on my way home, I realized, oh shit, you know, he's he's got me here. So I went back to his house, made him fix my hair. Um, but he had his Xbox all sort of neatly packed up by the door. So I said, all right, I'm, b- I'm borrowing your Xbox sort of, you know, as a punishment for, for trying to. Interesting. Trick- <laughs> and, and I played the campaign and, I, and you know, he, he, he let me borrow his, his Xbox for, you know, a month or two. And, you know, I was just hooked. And so from that point on, um, you know, I would I would play with every, with all of my you know, friends and I was just better than everyone. Um, and it was just I just played it ever since. Um, so I was I was pretty bad in retrospect, obviously, uh, you know, with my locals. But um, you know, in college, I I started um, I got hooked up with some uh, Bar Tommy uh, and Bar Optimo, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, a, a kid named Bar Sleeper, and so they were sort of you know much better than I was. I learned a lot from these guys, um, and then Gintron, who obviously was um, you know uh, one of the best Halo One players ever. Um, he, uh, one of my good high school friends went, uh, was friends with him in college. So when we, we would come back and get together, um, you know, on winter breaks and things like that, you know, I would learn a lot from him as well. Awesome. Um, so just sort of sheer chance really got me into playing this game that I've been playing for almost two decades now.
0: Right, right. So at first glance, it didn't go too well. It wasn't really your thing. But then when you finally got your hands on the console, everything started to click. You said you, you turned out you're pretty good, I guess, in comparison to the
3: locals. Right. Time. Yeah.
2: So once I once I played the, you know, spent a lot of time playing the, the campaign, um, I pretty much surpassed, you know, all my all my good friends. Nice. Um, but, nice. Uh, kept going and kept climbing, kept meeting new people.
0: Yeah. And then in college, you're meeting some of the like much better players. You're learning a lot throughout this process. When's that happening? Like, what year would you say about is is this all going down?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I I was pretty bad for a pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you know, when the MLGs, you know, Halo One was really in its heyday. I was terrible, and you know, just sort of learning the basics. But um, so, my first Halo One tournament um, would have been in Kansas, and you know, probably about the time, I think about the time Halo Three was about to come out, okay. uh, sort of even after Halo Two. Uh, I want to say about 2007. Is that is that sort of lined yeah. up with dates?
0: um that would be yeah right when Halo's was so saturday I, 2007 would be the, the release yeah right so that
2: would have been my my first tournament uh was sort of yeah. you know late in the game
0: right yeah that's awesome so i mean you're you're being you know introduced to this whole new world um and that's what's going to happen for me today too when i kind of learn about this game um so when did this kind of transition? So you, you started, I guess, competing. This is your first event. Did this become like a, a series of subsequent events that followed? And then how does that kind of transition into what you're doing today, which is you're hosting this awesome LAN?
2: Yeah. So, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of tournaments since then. So um, in, in 2000, you know, roughly 2007, there was that event in Kansas and um, it was a 4v4, 2v2 and, and free-for-all event. I think I finished top 16 in the free-for-all and You know, the rest of my teams, I don't quite remember how they, you know, how we finished. It wasn't like a, you know, a top eight or anything like that. But it was more just sort of like realizing, oh, man, there's, you know, there's a lot of really skilled players out there. And so then after that, there really wasn't tournaments per se. It was more like um, just LAN events. Right. And so um, we we had a little community in Tallahassee uh, where I went to school at Florida State. Um, I think the, the only other tournament that happened after that would have been uh Maryland Madness um hosted by Burns. But I, I was playing football at the time and so I had like spring, you know, practice or something and I I couldn't right. go to that uh Halo One tournament. But uh, other than that it's pretty much just been um uh you know big lands. Um so Devil Man uh, out of Virginia Beach uh, who is basically like a co-host of the beach at this point. I mean, he does so much for the event. Um, but he was hosting the big events back then. And so, I, you know, I was literally driving from Florida up to uh, Virginia Beach to go to his events and, you know, met a lot of of the best Halo 1 players that were were, were there. Um, and then uh, at, an, at an event in Colorado, uh, it was being hosted by uh, Doughboy and Shea Pun. Uh, the, you know, those are just Halo 1 guys that, you, you know, I'm sure you don't know, but uh, they're sort of big names in the Halo 1 community. But uh, somebody suggested, hey, you know, you should host, uh, you should have a, a land down in Florida. And, uh, you know, it would be really neat because you have the beach and all that. And, you know, Florida being, um, you know, a peninsula with, you know, oceans all around, we sort of take it take it for granted. But uh, you know this Colorado kid, it uh, was actually Bible Man for for those who are in the Halo community. Uh, he, he was sort of suggesting you know you should have this land, um, and so you know short while short a while later, I, I basically did just that. Um, Devil Man sort of helped me get sorted out on, on the equipment I would need, and uh, it was sort of a the concept that it was then is is very different than what it was that now. So. Okay. Uh, the first speech land, sort of the concept, was to just have sort of just the the premier elite players, you know, just sort of a top 25 invite only, you know, uh,
0: not um, not very welcoming, not very, you know, trying yeah. new players there. Like the uh, the land the land house, what's it called? Uh, land network, where it's all the best players competing against each other, and that kind of similar kind of idea. You know you may
2: refer to things at times to like halo 3 and halo 4 <laughs> yeah. and i won't and in the same way you don't know about halo 1, oh you won't, you don't, don't know really about the land about those those things um okay. but uh but yeah i mean even in the first year of beach where i had this initial concept of it being sort of invite only and being right. um you know just the just the very top players it really fell apart sort of right away so before i even gotten out most of my invitations people who weren't, hadn't been invited were like, Hey, can I come? And so I, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, a jerk and, you know, turn people away. So, uh, you know, we just sort of made it sort of anyone can come even in the first year. Um, and then it sort of just has grown and, and snowballed, uh, ever since, um, for the next two, two or three years, up until Beachland three, it was just a, a week long free play event. And so, People might play for money or play, you know, uh, sort of, you know, for for pride, but it, there wasn't a sort of tournament uh, in any way. Um, but uh, at Beachland 4, uh, there's a Halo player named Teapot, and, and he had never even been to a, a Beachland. He was just sort of like a fan, hadn't really come to events or anything, uh, and he just gave me $500, just PayPal me $500, and said, hey, here's some money, you know, host a tournament for, for, for the next Beachland. Nice. and so you know we've been doing a tournament every every year and, and teapots played a big part of that um, awesome. but uh, you know the tournament gets the most sort of attention and whatnot and I think that's kind of why we do it for for to give a little drama to make it you know interesting for viewers right. but you know I, I think personally uh, I, you know I just want to play you know just want to play uh, with new people and, and have a good time.
0: Yeah. I, I assume you don't really go into this trying to make a whole ton of money. It's more so you're just passionate about the game and the community and, and you want that to continue. Um, when you say beach land, you're literally on a beach? Like, how, how does that work? What's this venue like?
2: Yeah, so it's literally a house uh, that is on the beach. And so okay. you walk out the back porch and you're on a beach. Um, Sick. There was, a, I think it was beach end 5.5. So, so another player, um, Colin P, had a, um, he rented the same house and sort of did it, did a, you know, so we call it a 5.5 because it was between 5 and 6. So he had sort of a, okay. a second beach land that year. And uh, there was a player who was just like, sort of on the last day of this week-long event, was like, holy shit, the beach is right outside. they <laughs> didn't know. But uh, it's literally on the beach.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, too, is you, it's a gaming event. So they're they're not coming. To, <laughs> they're, they're just right. in a, in right. a dark yeah, room the right. entire time. There's a shit, there's a, a world outside. There's a right. beach. Yeah. yeah it would be cool if you found house. some way to, to integrate the the beach like if you had like a big screen like a window or something they, they could look out and you know see the the life they could have if they No, i don't know what i'm saying yeah so i mean on
2: the <laughs> first day we should have <laughs> all the furniture out of this sort of you know vacation house and then black the
0: windows and yeah you know, right kind of, okay okay some sort of a cave right you no know, glare on
2: the the tvs
0: yeah, okay, I get that. And, and you're playing on CRT telev- televisions, too. This is like Super Smash Bros. Melee. This is the one that I always c- compare it to because I'm a, a big Melee fan, but you're still playing on the classic equipment. Is that That's like the optimal way to play, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, there, there's, you know, a sort of subtle exception to that. But, but, I mean, basically, when you play that old, you know, our old game on new equipment, there's a lag uh, right. from, the, I guess, some sort of conversion of um the analog to digital signal from and, and i'm repeating words that i hear nerds. I don't, I don't <laughs> I hear nerds. these things but yeah. just, you know there's there's these very rare monitors that you can get that are kind of like these old computer monitors but they're crt so they actually right. have really high quality that look like you know a a flat screen monitor but they don't have the lag. um interesting so, but, but by and large we're playing on old tube tvs from like 2004
0: yeah Yeah, it's the one man's trash is another man's treasure type thing where you literally will take them off the lawn i and for me it's the sony trinitron for this for smash it's the same reason for smash melee it's it's there's a lag time input lag you press a button the amount of time it takes for the action to happen on screen that screws you up in competitive games you can't have that so the Trinitron is like the holy grail I, i can't grab it but i got it right behind me i found it like like just like streets away, it was like it was like a few kilometers away, let's say. You're in the US, so I don't know what that converts to in miles, but anyway, I found it on the street, perfect condition, and I was like, "Screw it, I'm carrying this home," and I'm carrying like a 50 pound TV the entire way home, like busting out my back, but I don't care because this thing is it looks mint, like it's a Trinitron. I need it. Uh, I don't know if you've had a similar experience.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so I mean, the the there's many um, parallels between us and the Smash. Yeah. You know community. So uh, Smash Melee came out in 2001, same as Halo. Right. Um, we use a lot of the same equipment. They've done a lot of uh, testing and, and figuring out sort of ideal models and, and things like that. So, w- you know, we've kind of learned a lot from them. Um, we also want to get where they are, you know, as far as having right. a big community. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I, when I was coming up in, in, say, high school, for example, when, when these games came out, I never heard of smash melee, you know, yeah. I what I'd never heard of it. I didn't know I knew played it, but every, it seemed like every single person was playing halo and, and, and then heard of halo. And, and even if they weren't good, they played it and, and, and enjoyed it. And so, you know, to see how big there, you know, the smash community still is, you know, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for the halo one community to continue to grow and to, you know, get to that point where we're, Bringing back all these players that you know used to have a passion for the game, but for whatever reason, sort of you know fell out of touch with it.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I think that's fair. If a game is exceptional enough and it brings the hype, then the community builds regardless of what iteration comes after that, right? And Smash Melee is kind of its own like, anomaly, it's, it's crazy. Uh, they're very lucky in that the game kind of holds up visually, though, too. It still looks beautiful today, even though it came out in 2001. And Halo C looks great, too, but I, I wonder if it would struggle kind of comparing it up against modern shooting titles the way that they look. Even though you do a Counter-Strike, just top of the world, it, it's not the, the most beautiful game, but it does receive uh, quite a few graphical updates and whatnot, too. But, um, but yeah, I think if the game, you know, the, the potential is always there. And, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, too, because Uh, What I'm curious to know is that, so Halo CE, it it shares a special place in all of our hearts. If you're a Halo fan, Halo CE is important to you. But for you guys at the Beachland, it's a totally different story. Halo CE is the Halo title. You're grinding it on a regular basis, or some of you guys are, I'm assuming. Um, So let's talk about what makes that competitive Halo CE so special and so unique, because there's way more depth in this game than most people are aware of. Um, And I found some cool tricks online. And I'm sure there are probably more of them, and I'm sure you can fill in any gaps of my knowledge, anything I might say wrong or whatever. Um, but let's take a look at what we've got here. Uh, so we've got some tricks and mechanics. The first one is this double melee trick where you can cancel your melee with nades, and there should be a video clip for that that we can play in the background. Uh, and tell me a bit about this. I don't know if you, you use it on people much or uh, how effective it is. Uh, let's see. This is, so that's the camo. You can make it disappear if you shoot it. There it is. Okay. Yeah, so tell me about this. Where did you get this video? It's This is off YouTube, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe it's, like, outdated now. No, and, no it's fine. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, can you, can you so, stop yourself from throwing those nades, by the way, or do you have to throw the nades when you do the cancel? So, so basically what you're doing is you're meleeing, and then you're
2: throwing a, a grenade, and then it allows you to melee much quicker. So you can almost almost melee, you know, back-to-back as opposed to, you know, if you melee it, you'd have to wait, you know, a full second before you can do it again. But when you yep. when you mix in a nade between that, you can basically hit somebody almost, you know, twice at once. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's a it's a little bit of a, a I mean, it's very basic. I mean, everybody does it, you know, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, that's you know plays at a high level, and and most people. I mean, if you're playing Halo One still, you're you're by and large playing at a pretty high level.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Some yeah. players are better than others i mean i think even in the other halos you know you have the phenomenon of of clawing um and so in halo one when you you're playing sort of standard settings and you go to melee you're taking your right thumb and you're putting it on the the v button right now you're no longer able to look on your joystick so most people that are good do they don't just claw the whole time they they sort of switch claw to double melee so they Able to switch where they're, you know, hitting their, hitting the, the thumb, um, hitting the button with a different finger than normal, so that they can right, right. and melee at the same
0: time. Yeah, kind of. Some people do like a semi-claw where they they only move their index finger over there when they need to, and they kind of just yeah. rest it above if not. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. As far as this uh, double melee thing, so yeah, what I. As far as you know, what I know about Halo, it looks like you're canceling the melee animation with a nade, and the melee animation also cancels your nade throw as well. So they're just kind of canceling out each other, and you can nade twice in quick succession. Uh, well, is it is it possible so to so not throw a nade by the way, or do so you always not, have to?
2: Yeah, I mean, the benefit of it is you're getting to melee quicker. Okay, right. you still throw the nade. The, you, okay. you still have to it commit to. You can't nade. do it if you don't have a grenade. Exactly. And you worry of you know, is the nade going to hit you? You know, if you if you're In a corner and you're trying to double melee somebody or you're you know hitting someone in the back you don't want to hurt yourself with the nade so you have to kind of make sure it makes sense in the the context of work you know the game but um yeah there's some other things like you, you mentioned uh and i think they showed it in the video you can there's a quick camo um hack basically where if you shoot certain guns after getting uh camo you can go camo quicker or if you even shoot it you know, even a weapon like the pistol that doesn't help you quick camo, but you switch to a quick camo weapon like a shotgun or an assault rifle, oh. that uh, you switch the camo much, you know, instantaneously rather than, you know, the the full second and a half or whatever that normally takes.
0: Yeah. I, I actually do have a clip for that one as well. First, what we're going to look at is uh, the reload glitch. If you can show the second timestamp, uh, John. Uh, so the reload glitch allows you to reload your weapons while they're holstered, and it's going to be shown off right after this. Um, so this one's actually really cool.
2: Yeah, so this is another one that's you know very standard and common to to players that are still playing the game. But basically, you just hit reload twice, and then it, you can switch weapons. And so um, you can it'll they call it backpack reload. So your gun is reloading without you having to be without a gun. So you know you you get into a battle, you shoot all your bullets. This guy won't die instead of just sitting there helpless and and, load, and and reloading your weapon, you switch to your other weapon and, and you can use a gun while your other gun is reloading in your backpack.
0: Right, that's sick. I, I love stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a, a perfect example of, like, a, you know, an animation cancel, but then it continues onwards, uh, I guess, when it's on your back. Um, the, la- the other one that you said was the firing a shot after picking up camo. That's actually the next timestamp that I have here, too. So apparently if you fire a shot, and I didn't know it was weapon-specific, but the assault rifle is one that works. You fire one shot after you pick it up, it activates the or applies it faster. Um, tell me a bit about that. And then you can also grab those weapons above, too. You crouch jump, and you can pull them out from above you on the platform.
2: Yeah. Um, like I said, there, there's it's, it's very common. I mean, probably the most yeah. common way to do it is to shoot your pistol, which is not a quick camo weapon. But one you know you get the camo you shoot your pistol but if you switch to your AR then then it works the same way
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, uh, the same thing happens if for example you have camo and you get someone someone lights you up and they shoot you you can shoot you know your quick camo weapon and and go back camo quicker than if you just waited for it to come back on its own um, this person here is doing some some you know really basic um natrix I, I have some videos that uh, are out there on youtube uh, i'd encourage people to go look at those if um they want to learn some more uh tricks. He, he was also if you go back um i don't know how easy it is but he was doing what i guess most people call a zios jump i don't know if he if you right there? there so that's not you know a typical way that you're supposed to climb up but you can kind of take a shortcut if you Kind of shimmy up the wall right there right right Um, i don't know if he popularized it or came up with it or what but uh it's you know pretty common most you know top tier players can sort of do that at will um and kind of keep the enemy guessing um if they're in you know up and over shield on prisoner
0: now the biggest thing, as far as like just insane kind of uh, you know technique, like this right here, it's it's the nade launching, right? Like everything that you can do with grenades in this game just seems unbelievable. You can throw them way farther from you know what I can tell to other Halo titles, and uh, they give you these perfect like if you throw it in the right spot, you get this perfect launch. Um, and the rest of this video is going to pretty much just be that. Uh, and I'm sure you you know all of this stuff. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is sort of rudimentary video no offense but uh, that's one of the differences between Halo 1 and and the other Halos so I remember when I started playing Halo 2 you know I I always got the impression that my Master Chief was like shot putting the nades like they were just so heavy and and he didn't really have like the the range that I was used to so in Halo 1 you know it's it's super easy to just you know look up and and launch a nade and then there's all these um opportunities to blow yourself weapons and to blow yourself power-ups and on on a lot of maps i mean if you don't know basic natrix you know you're going to be at, at it's not just sort of like this quirky you know gimmick it's like you have to know how to blow camo down on damnation or you will lose the map you know i mean right. it's 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 very you know standard that everyone in and optimal so if you're if you're not doing those you're going to be at an extreme disadvantage um i'm, I'm actually kind of known for doing natrix um so when, when i wasn't when i i before i'd met a lot of other players that i could play with um and i was really traveling for lands you know i, I didn't have uh, i didn't have much else to do but practice natrix so i you know learned all these little gimmicky things um, and i probably do more than you know most people do in, a, in an average game but there are some tricks that are just so basic that if you don't do it you're you're kind Absolutely, um, but uh, it, it's and it's interesting because I, I if I'm not mistaken, the Halo One sort of multiplayer was sort of put together in like two weeks. Yeah, apparently, yeah, last well, minute. Sort of like this afterthought. Yeah. Um, there's all these just perfect lines where you can look and and sort of line up these different nades to <laughs> stuff. So it's not like you're you know feeling it out or you know you're it's real difficult. It's like you look at this line and you look at that line and. You put your reticle tangent, and you can, you know, throw your nade, and it's, it's pretty straightforward stuff for the most part.
0: That's um, crazy, because there's no way any of that's intentional. It just so happens that, like, you can, like this right heres you're 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 lining it up with the, yeah, like
2: yeah, I said. So, yeah, I mean, so, you know, he's putting it between, anyway, he's, he's blowing the sniper to the top blue, and, and that's another one of these, like, very standard <laughs> plays. I mean, if you went to the beach lane, I, I would guess right. I should have
0: got one of your videos is what I'm realizing right now. I'm looking at some basic launches. It was more so, I like, I don't know uh, what level everybody is in the chat. So for, for people who haven't seen it, some of this stuff is like, well, this is pretty wild. But I'm sure, like, you know, even this one you probably do on a regular basis or whatever. So Yeah, so like
2: that base, for example, you know, red base on Hang'em is, is sort of a not a great place to be, but all of a sudden you blow your snipe over there and, and you've kind of flipped. Right. And all of a sudden you're okay. not in such a bad spot. You're in a very powerful place. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a um, video on on uh, on Hangam where I do it's not like a montage I literally do all of the standard uh, tricks and more in one continuous clip nice uh, so none of them you know no errors essentially um, but uh, that that's a pre- I think it's called um, McDicks Hangam Nades is what I what I called it but uh, okay it's, it's a pretty good one I think for that map.
0: So it's something good to grab, definitely. And that's the thing is it's just the level of optimization in this game is is kind of incredible. Do, do you know anybody who has, like, kind of everything completely optimized down? Are the top players all doing all this stuff uh, regularly, no problem? Is there stuff that's still, that still has yet to be optimized that people haven't quite figured out? Like, where are they at with that?
2: Yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of the best players are doing more gimmicky stuff and, and, and doing these tricks. Um you know, Legend, who is, you know, currently, our, I would say, our best player. Um, he's always grenading snipe. You know, he's he's so good with the snipe. Um, right. That, uh, he'll kind of, for example, hang him high. He'll concede the camo because he'd rather be blowing snipe rather than having a pistol battle. He'll oh. the camo, and he's blowing snipe, and, you know, you're, you're happy to get the camo, but, you know, it's not
0: going to work out well in the long run for you because he's so good with it. Damn. So... All of this stuff, of course, is, is pretty amazing. I'm sure back in the day, only the Hardcores really knew about the existence and so were starting to implement it. But the Halo as a, Halo as a franchise kind of continued to move on uh, regardless. And uh, some of these unique, interesting aspects were kind of lost in the process. And that's something I guess you've realized when you tried playing Halo 2 and 3. Uh, you had given me some notes before the interview about the different titles and kind of your experience with them. It'd be cool if we kind of talk about it on, on what you thought. Um, you have so much detail here, I'm literally just going to take out the, the Word document right now and kind of go over some of it, but um, for for Halo 2, so you had pre-ordered it, but you never ended up picking them up. What what happened with the uh, the transition from C to Halo 2?
2: Well, uh, it just wasn't I just didn't enjoy it, you know I I played it. I don't, I don't remember if I had seen it played or if I played it or if I played I know there was like a I don't know if you recall but there was some sort of like uh beta like a french beta that was released that people were playing okay. but um i just didn't like it you know it just seemed like the sniping was so much easier and no longer you know like any well they it seems like what they've done in each successive halo is just make it more and more easy for everyone to shoot well you know mm-hmm. so in halo one you know the top there was a, a real skill gap there with the top players being able to out lesser players mm-hmm. uh, and you know someone could be shooting you in your back at halo 1 and you can turn around and and, and strafe and and outshoot them and, and and win whereas halo 2 and halo 3 it seems like everyone can shoot so well that if someone's kind of shooting you in the back you, you just run away and right. there's really an opportunity to turn around and and clutch it you know
0: okay. um interesting
2: so, uh, i mean i play a little i play a little halo 2 halo 3 uh, even a little reach but you know none of those games were ever felt like they were in the same same realm as halo one where you know there was a huge skill gap
0: Damn, it's it's really interesting hearing that because I, I it's crazy how you can draw parallels with that and like somebody who's a hardcore Halo Three guy and says like Halo Three is the best no matter what and everything after that was just complete you know trash and it's too easy it's too easy or whatever you see like a similar argument for fans of every individual Halo game like Halo C is like this is the, the you know the pinnacle of Halo Halo Two even doesn't stand up to it or a Halo Two guy who says nothing else stands up to Halo Two so it's kind of crazy to see that just I, I think everything you know regardless except for maybe Halo Four. I feel like you could make a good argument for the skill and the depth of these games, but they end up being very different. Like it's different things that make them so incredible. Like with with uh, Halo One, it's all about those that made launching and and the spawns as well, which is something I skipped too. The the spawn manipulation is is very specific, um, which we can go back and talk about too. But then in Halo Two, you've got it's got its own stuff as well. It's got the button combos, right? So you said like if in a scenario that you know somebody gets a shot in your back, you might have to run away from that because everybody can shoot really well in Halo Two. But at some point, people figured out that you can't actually make an outplay. If you're good enough at you know doing a double shot with the BR or BXR or in a very specific scenario, whatever it is, um, and then Halo 3 has its own things as well. So like you tried Halo 3, um, and uh, I know like the the power-ups was one of the big things you didn't like, right? Or the uh, the energy drain and the stuff that you can throw forward.
2: Yeah. So just to address for that, like so in Halo 1, you know the way this in in real general terms, you spawn in a certain sort of uh, radius of your partner. If, if yes. You have a partner who's on the on the so. map. And so but at the same time, if your partner, for example, goes to where there is no spawns near him, then you get a random spawn. And mm-hmm. so that 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 randomizing is an advantage generally because the other team you know, doesn't know where you're going to spawn. Um, so, for example, it's a really common strategy in Halo 1 to have a person who's alive. But instead of on the on the enemy team, but instead of killing him, you let him spawn his partner and you kill his partner and okay. him and kill his partner. Um, yes. So in Halo 1, you can force randoms by standing in places where you're blocking the only available spawn. So you go right. to the spawn, and then that randomizes your partner spawn. Right.
0: Uh,
2: and so instead of the enemy being able to sort of move, you know, move freely throughout the map because you know, they know where you are and your partner's going to spawn with you, they, they, they realize, oh, you're giving a random out, so I have to basically post up and, and be concerned about where he might spawn um uh, so the, the 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 that spawn system really creates a lot of interesting um you know sort of chess you know yes, so yes. places where you know you can intentionally run towards the enemy because they'll they'll choke some of the spawns that are available too and then sort of force a random that way um you know sort of knowing when to random when not to random you know yes. how to account for the other team randoming uh, that's a big part of Halo 1. Um,
0: yeah. We actually... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say we have a, a related video we could throw up in the background while we talk about this as well. Uh, just play it with no audio, John, if you don't mind. It's just the basics while she's going through the basics of kind of how the spawn system works. And, and yeah, you're right. Like it, it means that you're required to have intimate knowledge of every single spawn on every map. Uh, and exactly where you need to stand to block them. And on top of the fact that uh, on random spawns is one thing, but you can also force a top spawn, like, above, if you block that one team spawn, right? So, like, the, the while she shows it in the video, we can throw it up. On hang em high, if you stand at a certain spot, you're going to spawn your teammate above you, and you can, you know, kind of manipulate the game in that way too.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's all very common stuff that I should have mentioned. Um, you know, right. it, it, there's... You know, on a bunch of maps in general terms, it, you, you you can spawn down. And if you were to step off of that spawn, then your partner would spawn down too. But if you stay on the spawn and block that spawn, then you can spawn your partner at a higher level, which right. is generally superior. So, you know, a ton of maps have that feature. Uh, and, and then, you know, you have to know when to do that and when not to do that. So sometimes spawning your partner up isn't a good idea if, for right, example, right. the other team is up there looking at that spawn screw them oh, over and so um but yeah that the i'd say the spawn system in halo one is you know even players at a high level there's a lot that they don't know uh and a lot to be um you know the, but that's one of the really neat things that we've done in halo one because uh, because that is such a steep learning curve to, to not only have to know all the spawns but know all the random spawns and know how all those things influence each other um so in one of the most recent um, modded versions of Halo that we have. Um, we have a practice mode, um, and so the practice mode actually highlights on the map all the places that are random spawns. So if you go stand um, on any of those basically darkened spots, those mm. be random spawns where if you go stand on them, it'll it'll block you know give your partner a random. Um, it also has all of the spawns on the map indicated, and there's nav points for power ups and and rockets and so um it's it's really easy for new players to play at a high level and it's, it's, it's makes it much more easier for for even good players to play new maps because we have a bunch of community um generated maps that yeah. um, you know people even good players who still haven't quite learned
0: Right, so it's it's called Halo One NHE, and, and we had the trailer come up right before the uh, the show. If you guys got a chance to spot that, maybe there's a chance we can throw it up in the back uh, once again. But NHE is interesting. It's a, a modded version of Halo One. And how how do you play it exactly? How does it work?
2: Well, you know, it's it's there's a number of issues with with Halo One. So you know, part the biggest problem that we've kind of had um, is sort of aging hardware. Okay, right. so you know up until um you know up until uh 2013 we were kind of playing on just original xboxes and um you know playing off a disc you know and so uh, one of the first so for example when we had uh we were at the hgs daytona they, right. they invited us to bring a uh, you know state equipment out there and, and have a little you know retro station they called it and they were going to supply the boxes and so they brought four boxes and I think three of the four didn't work at all oh no uh, and so you know we had our own boxes because we we anticipated this right uh, is you know the the disc drives wear out the 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 CDs get scratched and it's just very impractical to use that type of stuff. You know, in the long term. So in, in September 2013, we created. Uh, I say we. I had you know nothing to do with it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think um, a Halo player named DDS is is mainly, uh is doo-doo shit. That's his that's his terrible Halo name. Sweet name. We uh, call him yeah. DDS. <laughs> but uh, okay. you know, basically got uh, got him. an H yeah. disk. Um, so. Uh, we also got had a, uh, a map pack, and then uh, you know so that that same uh, ver, ver, that very first modded version of Halo had a bunch of the new maps that had been created, um, wow. and then um, like the next year in, in 2014, um, he released what what was dubbed uh, so the first one was called Halo 1.5, hmm. uh, and then. Um, then they released a uh, land edition. So when you play on land, there's all these telltale noises throughout the map. Where if you pick up a certain weapon and you're playing on land, the other team is basically in the same room. They there can it is hear, right here. They can hear. Yep. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's a great timeline on I mean, kind of what I'm looking at over here. Yeah. Uh, and so you know they removed all these noises. So when you're playing on land, the other team can't hear uh, you pick up camo, for example, or pick up rockets and know exactly where you are and what you're doing. Um, and then the sort of optimistically named Halo Final, I think that was more a reflection of DDS getting tired of, of working on it. Um, it, it included a, a built-in talking timer. So in Halo One, um, all of the power-ups are on a timer. Mm-hmm. And so what high-level players would do is they would, you know, start a timer like a kitchen timer at the beginning of a game, <laughs> and that would tell them, you know, when the camos coming up, when the snipers coming up, all these. All these weapons and and power ups and so uh, but it, you know it was just kind of a pain in the ass to have a kitchen timer these little watch batteries and you know you're at loud event and you know maybe your timer doesn't start so you're kind of at a disadvantage throughout the entire game yeah. so halo uh, halo uh, one final included a talking timer uh, built into the game um, but um, even then players were still using kitchen timers sometimes because um, you know, certain power-ups. For example, in Hang 'Em High, the top power-up comes up every three minutes, and so you might have a talking timer that's giving you sort of like the oh, no. the 66 second countdown, but it's not telling you like the three minute power-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, in a subsequent version, um, they included an actual timer that's on screen. And I think even MCC has that uh, has adopted that feature as well. Hmm. Um, but in, the NHE reference that you've mentioned is, is sort of uh, the most one of the most recent features. And so what we've done is basically taken away the advantage of host. And so a third Xbox serves as like a, de- a local dedicated server, awesome. and both players basically play off both teams basically play off host. Okay. Um, it's a little controversial, you know some.
0: Apparently it adds a little bit of lag or something, I I think you said. Yeah,
2: right. I mean it's it's I, I think it's generally understood to be a little laggier than off host normally would be. But okay. I, I'm I'm sort of heavily in the, the camp of in favor of NHE. I think it's it's a great improvement because even if it's a little laggier for me, I'm not playing against somebody with no lag. You know what I mean? So it's leading right. And so even though you don't have that, not hosting, and it just feels so great to host in Halo 1, I mean, it's just so perfect. And, and you know, uh, but at the same time, the fairness of NHE, I think, is is a huge uh, benefit. But um, also, you know, within those NHE uh, versions that have been released, they had the mode, so all the power-ups, all the spawns are indicated, all the power-ups, nav points, um, they they include the on-screen timer like i mentioned before they also introduced a a a really cool thing called um bots so on prisoner they basically have the master like two master chiefs running around and they kind of use like the campaign elites really yeah so it's basically they have these you know enemies that will fight you so you know even if you're at your house and there's no one there you can play a multiplayer map against you know other master chiefs that are shooting you back and you can change the difficulty and uh it's actually i mean it's not just like kind of a quirky thing it's really been um that's incredible help me get better so like you know i'll play on like i'll play the bots on easy so they're kind of moving and they're but they're not really shooting you back too much and you know i just work on my nose my no scopes um and so i i think my snipe got a lot better uh playing the bots and, and working on my melees i'm you know in the same way that I'm known as one of the better players and I'm known as like you know really good at uh, like grenade tricks and stuff i'm I'm also known as having a terrible double melee uh, and so yeah. the boss helped me uh with my my double melee for sure,
0: yeah. It's crazy that we still don't have any form of bots to play against through every single Halo iteration. I feel like that's something that people have wanted forever. Like the moment I get something like a target that moves that I can shoot at for hours, like just put me in a basement and I'm gone. Like I'll I'll just do that, you know, because I'm the type of guy who's like, I'm playing Halo 5. I'll constantly jump into the uh, the custom browser octagon so I can get somebody who jumps in and I can practice my shot against that person. That's the closest you get to uh, to a bot, right? So it's crazy that uh you know people are modding it into Halo One. We still don't have it today. Maybe they should uh, take the hint and start adding yeah. bots to their games.
2: I, <laughs> it's awesome. I you know, I, I yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I'm surprised to hear that y'all don't have it because it, it's something yeah. that we're able to do. Sort of, we you know basically what we're doing is sort of reverse engineering uh the game in a lot of ways and so you know I, we've been trying to get the source code so what we really want from right. three sport three who's sort of in charge of uh this halo franchise is to get the halo one source code so we've been sort of um you know i, I don't have the technical expertise to really explain it but we've sort of been fumbling around in the dark sort of trying to reverse engineer <laughs> this game But, uh, you know, there's a lot more we could do and that we could do things a lot more efficiently with source code. Um, So, you know, most of my – in all my recent conversations with with 343, um, you know, I'm just in their ear about that source code. (laughs) Yeah. That that source code. Um, So most recently they told me, you know, it's off the table, never going to happen, you know, give it up. But, uh we're just keep on harassing them about it until <laughs> so uh, maybe. maybe well, i, I mean there, there's just all the yeah you know, when they when they released m c c you know, which is their sort of the most significant effort that they've done towards sort of anything halo one related i'd say right they they didn't use the halo the o g source code they used basically right. c source code, and so they have this you know, intellectual property that they're not commercializing, they're not using it, oh. and yet they're sort of hoarding it. And, and you know, w- there's a lot we could do with it. Why not give it to us and, you know, let us improve the game in a way that would, they could get some benefit from, uh, as mm-hmm. far as like goodwill in the community. Um, there's, there's a ton of examples. I mean, I think Quake 1, Quake 2, Quake 3, you know, all those games have had the source code released. You know, yeah. once, once the game had been out for for a pretty good while, um, but uh, so far they've been pretty much unwilling to do it. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, there there's a as sort of a parallel to to getting the source code. Um, there there's two projects I want to plug. Um, <clears throat> there's um, two different Xbox emulation projects that are ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jay Fox rocks has a Patreon um, and he's basically emulating the Xbox. So what that would basically allow us to do is port off of this old antiquated hardware right. and these old, you know, these old CRTs and, and be able to play, you know, on a, on a nice BenQ monitor, proper monitor, you know, six yeah. Six frames a second. Um, yeah. There's a guy named Matt um, Burgerson as well, who's working sort of parallel on on a lot of the same things to get us off this old hardware. And again, these people are are having to go through all this extra trouble to without the source code. And if we had the source code, we could do a lot more, definitely, and we could do it a lot more efficiently.
0: So first off, release the source code. But also, I, I wanted to kind of go back and just preface this for people who, who don't maybe don't have the information on this: is you guys are making all these amazing iterations to try to, to get the game to you know where you want it to be, and the source code would be the the real way for you to get there. But the reason why a lot of this is happening is uh, is also because MCC's Halo CE just kind of kind of wasn't up to snuff. It seems like out of the whole collection, Halo CE really got the uh, the boot. Um, in terms of, like, the quality. So apparently what they did is they – it's not the original Xbox – like, the Xbox original Halo CE. It's the PC version of Halo CE. And back when this game was ported to PC, apparently there were a number of mistakes in the process. And that video that we just had rolling, you can feel free to roll that again in the background. But um, it seems like at first glance there was a a graphical and technical – downgrade when they made the port over to PC so there was uh, tex- texture filtering was worse worse uh, decal systems were broken and blood looked less pronounced uh, there were abnormal AI issues something called bump mapping as well and bump mapping is apparently a technique that gives flat textures an illusion of depth and something that I've, I've uh, time stamped at 149 if you're able to skip through there John but um, but basically you're getting a, a muddier looking game with less texture. Uh, on top of the fact that something called transparent shaders uh, were completely ignored as well, so your windows and your jackal shields, all of the anything that has transparency, uh, and this is bump mapping right here, so you can see a difference in just a flat surface looking, you know, uh, more textured versus one that isn't. And in Halo PC, the PC version, none of these surfaces have texture unless you point a flashlight at them, as opposed to the original Xbox version where you've got all this texture. So this is kind of just like. The tip of the iceberg, though, because apparently a number of multiplayer-specific features uh, were kind of foregone as well. And you have a whole list here that I, I could, we could read through, I guess, um, of just all of this stuff that that got changed apparently. So, you, like you said, you played it the first day with Legend, and never since. There were so many. There were obnoxious noises. Like Master Chief was wearing squeaky rubber gloves. What was that about? Yeah, I mean.
2: The the proof's in the pudding. At, at the end of the day, I mean, you seem to have some to done. You seem to have done some research on on sort of why the problems and you know mm. where it came from and et cetera. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of kids uh, that will come. You know, my locals, you know, invariably after they they land the original game, they say mm. I'm not playing MCC ever again. You know, like <laughs> I just can't go back to it. Really and different. so you know, the product just really isn't there. Um and so, you know, the yeah, I mean so like when when I first uh when when we first played on the on the you know, the first day it came out, there was like this weird gong noise that would happen anytime that you hurt the other team. So I mean if you threw a nade across the whole map and it like hit somebody, it would go dong and like so you <laughs> just have this like weird confirmation anytime that you like did damage. Like a hit marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it was just strange. Um and just like you know, you pick up like a rocket and you reload it. It's like just all these extra noises uh, in the game that are just very noxious. Um, but uh, you know, the 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 players that I that I know that are desperate enough to still play MCC, um, you know, they're invariably complaining about the consistency of uh, shot registration. That you know, right, that's huge. People are just eating bullets, but you know, it seems like you're hitting, but you're you're not hitting. Uh, and, and, you know, players that have a really laggy connection somehow have, like, an advantage where they're not, you know, traditionally they, they would, if you had a laggy connection, you'd be at a big disadvantage. But somehow it's, like, inverted for Halo. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, you know, if you're host, you're, you're sort of can't hit anybody, and the laggy players can't miss. Wow. Uh, so it's almost like an overcompensation there. I don't really, you know, have a great sense of it, but, mm. you know, people aren't playing MCC unless they're really passionate about Halo 1 and, and can't land and play, yeah. you know, so it just seems a bad, like a bad look where the, the people without the source code, without the resources of, you know, Microsoft, this big, you know, I don't know, top 10 company in the world, mm. we're putting out a better product that people want to play more. And it's just kind of a bad a bad look. It doesn't really seem like it's much of a priority for them uh, to, to to fix it. Um, I remember for a long time, and and a lot of the and, and truthfully a lot of these issues you know have been fixed. Um, but I mean, for a long time on MCC, it was like the the camo was a disadvantage. You know, you're almost like a bright beacon uh, instead of wow. being, uh, instead of being uh, you know really camoed in a, in a proper way. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of a lot of desyncs where um, you know, you'll see a the the camo fall down on damnation on 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 one side, but it's actually you know, you go to pick it
0: up and it's not really there
2: because it's actually oh. on the other uh, where you know, where, where it originally was,
0: right? Yeah, so I see like player camo state desyncs, physics desyncs, there's like uh. Slow-moving projectile weapons like plasma rifle, plasma pistol, needle, or rocket launcher don't seem to have their projectile and impact effects synced, which sounds confusing. Uh, Just a a whole number of things. In case you guys are wondering why it's the PC version that got ported to MCC and not the original version, it's specifically because the PC version was the only version to include matchmaking, multiplayer matchmaking support, and they wanted to have that going onwards in MCC, so they grabbed the PC version, but in doing so, grabbed the version with all of these inconsistencies and... uh, Uh, and issues, it seems, which is unfortunate.
2: I mean, my understanding is a little different, and there may be multiple reasons, but... Okay. Like, so, like, in in Halo 1 OG, you have an actual projectile, so when you shoot a pistol out, you know, it's actually sending out a bullet, Mm. and so you have to lead your shots, whereas in subsequent games, you know, they have hit scan where... Minus Halo 3. It teleports your shot over to wherever you're aiming.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: uh, so my understanding was that the the Halo PC version was much more, uh, you know, superior to be playing online as far as, you know, having less data to to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, one of the things that we've would have been nice that they could have done for the Halo 1, you know, the, the OG community, uh would just to have us have og available so so maybe it's not great for online but you know you could have just had it on there so we could play it on land and so yeah if they did that you know we could be playing um on an xbox one instead of uh you know a, an xbox that was made in, in 2001 <laughs> um, and yeah. you know what i mean like think about how many computers you've had since 2001 you know oh, what I mean? dude the don't hard. even get me started the, the hardware is 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 trash, and that's what we're stuck with. Um, and it's just mm. kind of unnecessary. So you you couldn't play Halo One um, on on even the Xbox 360, and mm. and so it's just kind of ridiculous that we're having to, you know, there's not been any any attempt really from the powers that be to you know enable the sort of franchise game to be played in subsequent. Um, renditions of of the um right of the Xbox
0: Yeah yeah and i mean even on the 360 they had the anniversary but the anniversary had halo Reach's multiplayer it didn't have ce's multiplayer right Yeah. Um... yeah so i mean
2: you know people invariably it's like hey you know mcdig you, you you're a halo player like are you excited about you know halo 3 or you know what, whatever the newest thing is and it and invariably it's it's just a uh, a letdown so you know there was there was you know halo 2 with tons of issues and halo 3 and you know they did the anniversary edition so uh in, in 2014 you know Halo had been out for 10 years but they and so they were gonna you know what it was sort of billed as is oh we're gonna have halo ce but it's gonna be 60 frames a second you're gonna be able to play online but then it was just like halo one um like Halo One inspired maps with a reach, right. and then yeah. you only play like the Halo One campaign. It was, just, it was just like nobody, nobody in that's still playing Halo One wants to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just kind of a slap in the face. And then you know you play MCC, and it it was it was like a beta version. You know n- nothing that any serious Halo One player would, would be interested in playing. Right, and right. They haven't proved it, but it's still you know pretty far from what you want to to play. And again, I mean, it it seems like they could have easily made it so that we could at least play Halo 1 in its OG form on land using, I mean, I'm not saying we're a huge community, but I would have bought an Xbox One if I could play Halo 1 on it, you know? Mm -hmm. If I bought an Xbox One, I'd, I'd probably buy, you know, Halo 4 and see if it's any good. Right, don't, but, don't get Halo 4. Get, well, Halo, well, get I mean, 4. I'm just
3: saying, that, but when <laughs> well, I, know yeah. I
2: can't play the game that I'm interested in playing on this mm-hmm. subsequent thing, which is just it seems like they they could have easily. What do you got here? Legend skills versus McDick and Jones. Okay, yeah,
0: that we were actually supposed to talk about in a little bit, but this is, yeah, this is just going apparently. Uh, <laughs> we're watching this whole thing here. You, this is this the one that you want, I believe. Yeah, so that that,
2: that was a. I, I completely expected to win, and those those kids were outclassed. <laughs> oh at but no, so you know legend and patch are sort of this um juggernaut team, sort of the best best two players in, that are still playing team up and honestly i was i've I've always kind of give them shit for kind of being like the Kevin Durant of the halo world and and not you know not looking for competition, just sort of wanting easy wins, but um <laughs> We uh, we actually were able to upset them last year, which perversely kind of proves that maybe it was okay for them to team. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we uh, you know they they probably beat us 90% of, of series, but we kind of strung together two series wins to to knock them off last year.
0: Right, And I know Legend uh, is one of these four horsemen. Supposedly, who are the four horsemen? What's is this uh, something that still exists today or?
2: Uh, to, to, to a lesser extent, so so basically there was just sort of a recognition of the fact that there was four players in the Halo One community that were sort of head and shoulders above you know everybody else,
1: mm. and
2: so Legend, Ogre Two, Skills, and ha- a player named Harris were okay. all were, were considered the the four horsemen. Ogre Two doesn't really play much anymore, and I think Harris uh, has somewhat retired and is playing other games as well so you know right now it's really only legend and patch or legend and skills that are the uh you know current horsemen that are that are playing and right because they're cowards they team together
0: (laughs) Uh, now ogre too you said he doesn't play that much anymore i know he's still exceptional if he was to to jump back on right now i'm not sure who is like maybe ogre one but i know Ogre, ogre one's been out of it for so long uh, how do you think he'd fare, though, if he was to go up against somebody like Legend and skills? These guys, like, clearly the top of their game at this point, or is his over two still so good that he could come back and wreck shot?
2: It's a great question. So, uh, I, you know, I team I, I landed with Legend recently, and if, if you all look up his stream, I mean, uh, he he streamed it, and you can watch a rebroadcast broadcast Even just some of the clips that were clipped out of that stream, he's, he's a freak, and he, and he just hits shots that are just – He shouldn't hit, and they're just so frustrating. That I mean, it's just like one in a million thing that he does just regularly. Um, But I got to give the edge to Ogre 2. So um, I I think he's the best all-around player. And, uh, you know, he kind of came back and and did this not too long ago. So at Beachland 3, uh, Ogre 2 came, and, um, you know, he wasn't quite, you know, up to Legends level initially, but – I would say by the end of the land um he was clearly superior um wow. I, and I think the difference there is he's just kind of a, a better teammate um legend kind of plays uh, sort of a, a selfish way but oh, yeah. uh, you know he's 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 just so such a great shot but um I think uh, uh Ogre 2 really um makes his teammate better and, and is a, you know a good communicator um and uh, I'd give the edge to
3: Ogre, 2 for sure
0: Pretty incredible that he can, you know, step away from it, jump to other games, come back, and still be as good as he is. And I guess, yeah, that's the thing, too, is just understanding the game so intimately that it's not just about you. It's about how you, you know, also work with that teammate and, and level that teammate up, too. Like, they make the teammate a better player uh, by, by playing efficiently with them. So that's a really interesting dynamic. Um, yeah, but,
2: you know, and more so than other Halos, you know, in Halo 1, you really can kind of have one player go off and mm. uh, dominate, and so, you know, but, uh, but at a high level, when you have a, all good players and, and you have someone like Tom who's able to make people a little better and, and communicate and make sure everyone has the same information, um, you know, I think, I think I'd have to give him the edge over, over Legend. Yeah. Damn.
0: Well, as far as Halo goes, I mean, you said the big thing for this community is somehow getting the source code. And if they're able to do that, uh, you have a whole list of uh, upgrades that we could see if we could just get access to this. I think that would be the, the one great – without. And I don't think it would require too much effort on the side of 343 to, to get a hold of this, but you're saying if if that can happen, we're looking at things like creating more detailed carnage reports with additional statistics, playing in 720p instead of 480p, which is nice. You've got a NHE on a true dedicated server instead of – what's a headless server? What's that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not the, the nerd to tell you that. but. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, basically kind of what we have done, and I, I have a sort of a layman's understanding of it, but I mean, basically on, our, on the version of NHE that we have, um, they, there's like a host, host man who's actually on one team, but they have it programmed where he actually spawns in some far away location, not on the actual map where you can really see him.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, you know, a, a true headless server would be one where, the dedicated, uh, you know, the third Xbox is not actually in the game in in a way that, you know, in this artificial way we've had to mod the box, the the maps to put him on the map somewhere. Oh. In the game. Okay. Uh, is that you kind of understand what I'm saying there? It's um,
0: Right, right. So you're saying, he, like, with this, with the current iteration, is is that third Xbox that player is still somehow in the map in the game? Right.
2: He's just like way above everything. You know. Oh. Okay. Scott. Um, and so headless server would be one where he's, you know, not actually in the game, but is actually just, you know, hosting the game, um, at okay. totally, least so to speak.
0: And then we also have uh, modify the assist statistics, so which has some bizarre features apparently. What's wrong with it right now? Well,
2: b- back it up a little bit. So like in the okay. Carnage report thing that you mentioned, um, right. You know, Halo One Carnage report only has kills, deaths, and assists, and and points. So mm-hmm. if you've got a it would tell you if you got you know 27 kills, but if you suicide, um, you know once you have minus one total score or whatever. Um, so it's very you know. Whereas in subsequent Halos, you know it'd be like shots hit, shots taken, you know right, damage dealt and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be neat to have. Um, but uh, so the, the assist uh, is is just like insane in Halo One. You know you would think basically if you shot somebody and and didn't get the kill that you would get an assist but you know it's 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 very bizarre and and someone's made a chart somewhere i'm sure i'm sure we could find a you know a a nice chart but it's like if you shoot someone once with a snipe you know you don't get it but if you you know shoot them you do even more damage with a pistol like you you know you do or don't get it like it's just kind of like a random set of of there's no rhyme or reason as to when you would get a, an assist in Halo One versus when you wouldn't, and it's just you know I I don't know what the underlying theme was, but it, it's it's very counterintuitive.
0: Yeah, sounds super weird. I'm not sure. Um, prioritize frag grenades over plasma grenades on spawn as well. So what? How does this work exactly? So so frag grenades are 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 super being, important.
2: I guess uh, almost like you know power weapons in Halo One, like they're right they're they're you know one of the worst sins that you can commit in halo one is dying without throwing your nades you know what i mean right uh, they're just super you know useful um whereas plasma nades are terrible you know they're just like a waste of time pretty much uh they're easy to avoid they're you know they're loud like that you can see them being thrown across the map There's, right they're massive, yeah. you know it's hard to stick people anyway so it's really not not very useful but for whatever reason Halo One, if you spawn on plasma nades, it automatically switches to plasma nades. So like, it makes that your it like goes to those first. So you spawn mm-hmm. and now you know you go to throw a nade, it's like a goddamn plasma. Right
0: like screws up, Bungie, everything. you know <laughs> We still call it bungee, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, man. Um yeah, so I mean it's crazy how like that's one of the things that we want to change with the source code. And in any other Halo game, that's just like like a switch, you know? It's like, do we want plasma grenades at all? Just switch it. Um, damn, dude. Uh, there's a so-called 180 glitch where so- shots drastically lag. What's that? How could we remove that?
2: Like in like in Halo One, if you just like jump and turn, um, and you know, it, it you're looking you're looking at you know where you want to be shooting, but it it'll take your shot like you know a, almost a full second to catch up. Oh. Uh, even you know, especially like if you're Jumping with a rocket, and then you you know you really have to like wait almost like a full one Mississippi you know qu- uh, beat before you can actually get a straight shot. Um, yeah. And so you know you would think as soon as I mean I, I would like to see it where as soon as you can see you know your shots are true to where you're actually looking.
0: Um, yeah, like just be aligned with the reticle. I guess like right. Where your reticle is is where the shot should go. Yeah. Right. Um, and then make game types with more than two teams. And this is the thing about it being an afterthought. This is where you really start to recognize it, where it's like little things like this that just don't uh, exist. Enable us uh, eventually port onto different hardware as Xbox is no longer in production. Yep. And then... any number of miscellaneous fixes, modifications tweaks. So all of these things would be great to see for Halo 1. And, and, of course, there's still a community here. You guys are still competing. you got your beach lands on a regular basis. And, and a good, uh, I guess, uh, proof of that fact is recently you were part of the HCS Grassroots Program. So, I mean, congratulations on that. I know there was a post on Twitter that we might be able to throw up as well. How has that been going so far? Tell me a bit about that experience.
2: You know, it, it's, it's, it's been uh, – I'm a little ambivalent on it to be honest so you know on the one hand we've never had any we yeah you know the community at large kind of feels like we've been sort of this redheaded stepchild in in the halo you know as far as how 343 prioritizes or or, or really cares about halo one um and so to have any kind of recognition and support is is really you know incredible um and and we are you know very appreciative um you know, even even before this grassroots, they they were um, putting us beachland articles. They um, you know had us at the uh, like I said the Daytona event. They um, they've tweeted our stream. They've hosted our stream um, and stuff like that. So we, we've appreciated their their sort of support. Um, but at the same time, you know, I I would say a lot of people were really expecting that. When we qualified for HGS, that there would be some tournament money coming towards right. a, a prize pool contribution, and you know, right. really what they what they're offering us is, you know, what they're calling social media support. Right. And so, for certain people, they they felt like that's you know inadequate. And um, you know, I don't know. I'm optimistic. I, I I'm I'm hopeful that it's more of a uh, a stepping stone, you know. Yeah. And so um i don't know you know where exactly we'll be in the future but um you know i wouldn't say we're really satisfied with with what we're getting uh but i mean i'm really hopeful that it's just sort of a a step and so you know you you hate to kind of criticize them when you're getting sort of unprecedented support uh, unprecedented support for the first time Right. At the same time, we're not really where we want to be at the end of the day.
0: Right. It it makes sense. I mean, acknowledgement is a good thing. But if you guys want to actually succeed and grow as a community, it would be helpful to have bigger events and and prize pools and incentive to be a part of the community. So, so yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully that does become a thing. Um, Social media can be helpful, too. But I mean, uh, yeah, but in the end of the day, hopefully that's a stepping stone. leads to bigger things
2: yeah so like the 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 beach land is sort of at capacity you know before Mm -hmm. without any kind of external support you know we're basically a a smaller i mean we're the current event but it's also you know doesn't have a lot of room for growth in its current you know it's just sort of like at a house you know yeah Yeah. we have we cram in 70 people in, in in a house but it's not really like we could fit any more people if you know a hundred more people wanted to come, it, they can't come. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So um, I I think it's great to to popularize sort of the Halo One scene and and, and things like um the UGC putting on a, a retro, you know, tournament for Halo One in St. Louis and there's gonna be another one in Atlantic City. That's really what where I think there's a lot of room for growth is is, you know, nice. you know we want to get national you know, ML, MLG sort of style tournaments happening. And, and, you know, obviously we want to get our the prize pools up a little bit. But um, to see that stuff happening, I think it's really neat. And that's really where, you know, I think the Halo 1 scene can, can really grow.
0: Definitely. I'm assuming you're going to be at the next Halo Classic?
2: Yeah, um, I, I plan on being there. My wife is trying to get me to go to um, – to uh, iceland for her birthday and i, I think oh, yeah. i'll do that as well but uh if, if i can work around that then then i'll 100 I'll percent be there but uh yeah. i know you know even if i'm not there i'm sure there'll be a lot of the halo halo one community will be there representing um it was sort of unfortunate last time where they they scheduled uh or like the when they announced the um st louis event it was actually in conflict with, a, with another big halo one land that was happening oh no had been playing for months, so we didn't really have the, the showing that we would like to have um, have had. But um, so this one, you're not going to be any conflict, so I'm expecting a, a big turnout for the Halo One community. Nice.
0: So I guess if you do make it, are you in it to win it? Are you, you going to win this one? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I think Legend and Patch, you know, will always be sort of a, a significant favorite. But I mean, I think um, my partner and I are, are close enough that if uh, you know, some things sort of the ball bounces in our favor. You know, eat the
0: right do. food that morning and right. really
2: sabotage <laughs> them. Is what we sabotaged them. Okay.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully I get to see you there. I know you got a lot you're juggling, but uh, I will definitely be there, and I'm excited to see the Halo One stuff. Now that I have a bit more knowledge on it too, I kind of know what to look for too, which is pretty great. um But I want to see what the chat thinks as well. We got a bunch of questions here coming in from the chat, guys. If you have any questions sure. you'd like to ask Mick Dick, feel free to let us know in the chat. And uh, we'll start answering them. Uh, The first one from Dino Mike Mora. Mike Dick, uh, who do you think the top five best Halo 1 players are, not including yourself?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, Legend, Patch, Ogre 2, Harris. I mean, I I think you still got to say those guys. You Mm -hmm. know, some people would say Ogre 2 isn't really playing anymore and Harris isn't really playing anymore, but... I mean, those guys aren't going to come back and be rusty, right? I mean, like they might be rusty, but they're still going to be better than most people. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people would probably put me next. So if you didn't put me next, um, Mm -hmm. you'd have to put some combination of Nistic, Shade, Jones, um, your dog, Mm -hmm. uh, that some combination of those guys. I'd probably say all things being equal with practice. you know, probably Shade and Mystic would top that group out.
0: All right, there you have it. He totally wants to put himself in there, but he goes for Shade and Mystic. Just kidding. Um, we've got callus who says, uh, many players who competed in Halo CE feel that Halo CE is the best Halo or the only true Halo, a flawless Halo even. Uh, I'm curious to know if you could change anything about CE, what would you change and why?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, there are sort of purists out there that, you know, don't want to change things about halo and um halo one and, and i'm certainly not in that group so like i said before um you know we've done a lot of mods to the game you know we're not playing on discs anymore um you know the the talking timer in the game is you know awesome the, the on-screen timer is awesome uh some of the new maps like downrush has really become sort of a canon map to most people it's not just sort of played by you know sort of generally accepted as like a normal you know standard math that you would play right. uh, but um, as far as changes that haven't been made that could be, that could be made i mean you know uh, the the sort of gold the, the sort of ultimate thing that you'd want to have is both teams being on host so right. nhg with, with having it being you know equal and playing on a neutral host um, that's 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 really awesome and i and i'm a big supporter of it but you know both teams kind of being even laggier than off-host is is less than desirable. So if you could get both teams uh, on-host, that would be sort of the, the holy grail.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really that you want to change anything about the game itself specifically, really just kind of uh, the, the stuff that hinders the the true game experience, like being able to have a proper host-versus-host-type experience where it's you know very low latency and it feels the, the best to play on. Uh, but the game itself, I guess you wouldn't... You wouldn't take anything out, add anything to it, or?
2: No, I mean, I'm not trying to get a, a bubble shield or sprint or, <laughs> facility, you know, get any things in there. You know, it'd be more just sort of like you said, optimizing sort of what is there and getting rid of sort of glitches yep. that shouldn't be there that aren't really, right. you know, helping Fair. anything.
0: Fair. Uh, so Dino like Mora, again. Uh, who are your top five teammates and uh, who won the first ever Beachland?
2: So the first ever Beachland tournament um, winner was Legend, and he um, was teaming with a player who, uh, who uh, we is is known as J Rep. Okay. He, he his name was Reptile, but he he put it. It was like a J with a two, sort of a stylistic R. But uh, now he's known as J Rep. But uh, J Rep and Legend beat Skills and Hallister in the finals of the first tournament. Uh, that was BL Beachland Four. Mm. Um, it was a it was a random tiered tournament. So what we did was we split everybody up into four tiers, and we tiered um, ones with fours and twos with threes. Okay. Uh, and so legend and patch Pat beat skills and halister in that one. Uh top five teammates. I'd say over one over two, number one, uh skills, number two. Um fat bastard, who's my uh old partner, number three. Um hmm. I, I like teaming with words a lot, um four and then um you know i dethroned the goats with jones so i gotta put
0: jones in nice that. awesome um i'm murph murph master says uh what's the single nerdiest play you've ever seen mm. um, and how can we watch it right now i want to see it Then,
2: uh we'll have a clip we'll put it we'll put it a clip but i i do a um <laughs> Finney calls it the the play, uh, but it's uh, it's just a real nerdy thing on, on Hang'em High where um, I go up against the back wall and I can nade the top power-up down into the pit, and on the way, I I nade the rockets. so then as I'm jumping into the pit, I actually catch the rockets, um, and it's just kind of like a real nerdy thing where you're taking, like, the the worst part of the map, essentially, and then all of a sudden you have all the power-ups. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, if you can catch... You know, and there, if you can do it well, it's it's pretty, you know, just a huge swing in the game, and uh, I'm sure we can get a clip of that somewhere to link for you guys. And
0: that would be awesome if we could somehow grab it. But you're saying, so you're jumping right to the center of the Hang'em High. If you can get it done, though, this is, like, a, an optimal play to go for? You're grabbing the, the Rockets and the Power-Up at the same time?
2: Yeah, so you're going on the back wall of Hang'em High. You're nading the, pa- the top Power-Up into the pit by Red Thistle, yeah. and, you know, you're nading the Rockets on the way. So uh, you kind of just you know fall into the pit and get at everything at once um, <laughs> but uh you know it, everything has a time and a place, and it's a risky play if you if you die on the way, then all of a sudden you've mated the top power up down to the other team but uh you know if your partner is is being you know a bugaboo and kind of distracting um then uh you know it's it can it can work out a good percentage
0: all right. David Sandman says, uh, are you attending AC and who will you be teaming with? So you kind of already answered. Do you actually have a teammate that if you do make it, do you know who you'll be teaming with? You know,
2: nothing's set in stone, but I mean, sort of the default teammate that I would have would be Jones, who, you know, is who, who we won the Beachland last year. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get there. And in all likelihood, I'll be teaming
0: with Jones. Awesome uh l meg l underscore xo says uh what are some resources that new players can use to learn the game and connect with other players good question that is a good question uh so meg is our
2: halo our 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 lone halo one well not lone, but she's you know the uh, one of the only girls that are that are playing and she's actually one of uh, a very good player Uh um so she's she's you know sort of an outlier there but um there there's a website called um Halo1hub.com. And so there's a lot of interesting features there. But one of the most interesting features is uh, what I would call the Halo Finder app. So, okay. uh, or a Halo Finder ha- Player Finder. I'm not sure what exactly it's called. Sure. But basically, you can go on there and you can make an account and put in your zip code. And, you know, there's just a map and it has all these other players. And then so you wow. can match the other players and say, hey, Sketchy.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, you know, maybe, you know. So <laughs> well, like who it, would go out of their way to be on Halo Finder unless people want to play Halo? I guess you you wouldn't get too many. Yeah.
2: yeah. and I mean, it, it's in this day and age with Tinder and, you know, <laughs> All, all, all these crazy kids and are the horror stories that come with those apps, too, but yeah <laughs> but uh but no that that player app uh, i think is going to be uh john the hero is sort of uh our community member who put that together uh, and um you know i think that's a there's some halo players that i've seen on there near me that i plan on contacting and that just aren't really on my radar but they're within you know an hour's drive of me so they i mean they're they're in the community enough to be, to be aware of that website and make an account and, and you know, put in their information. And, you know, it's, it's a great way for p- people to find team, you know, players and to be found. Um, right. I, I would encourage everyone who likes Halo 1, um, you know, to, to go on there and, and, and make an account
0: and meet some people. And I mean, with MCCPC PC coming out, there's gonna be a huge audience exposed to all the halo games I, I know it's kind of like the wrong version of halo c e but could that be some kind of a, a positive window into the community and and growing it that throughout route? do you think in any way? yeah,
2: I mean, again, it's just it's an opportunity, right but you know i you know I don't want to be super negative or anything, but I mean sure it, it, if you look at how it's gone for us in the past with you know all these other games and anniversary and mcc and 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 whatnot i mean i'm not expecting them to make the halo one something that i would want to play over you know the land that land edition that we're currently playing right if they did it right if they listened to the halo one community and did the things that you know the competitive scene is doing and, and emulated really our modded version of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it could be great. You know, I, I would. I don't enjoy playing on an old, you know, dusty Xbox, but it's right what I'm with
0: because the alternative is not as good. Right, right. Well, hopefully, some sort of change can be made there, uh, Mister Wubby. Uh, why do they call jo- Jones Jones? Sorry, the Loch Ness Monster. I probably said his name wrong there. <laughs>
2: Why do they uh, call him the, the Wildness Monster? The Wubby is a Halo player named Mighty. Okay. Um, he, he famously um, talked Zios into chopping the, the pot in a tournament where Zios was a heavy favorite to to win the free-for-all. Okay. But um, he's taught, so, so, so Jones is, uh, you know, my partner, and he's become pretty famous for on Damnation. He just sits in the pit. So, it's, it's pretty much considered, you know, one of the worst places to be in the map. Right. But he, he has a, a, you know, a, a crazy like a fox, you know, strategy where he basically just hangs out in the pit. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's frustrating to team with him when he's, when he's doing that. But, uh, you know, it, when the camo gets blown down, it goes into the pit. So, he's there waiting on it. Right. Him. And, um, you know, that's sort of the basis of his strategy. But, yeah, so – He's he gets a lot of um he gets a lot of shit for being in the pit when he shouldn't be in the pit.
0: And they they call him the Loch Ness monster because of that. Uh,
2: you know I don't know if anyone's ever called <laughs> besides Mighty right now in this question. Oh yeah. He does have a right. You know that's whenever they talk about Jones, it's often about him being in the pit and you know right. they'll have themes of him you know with like a little you know like a a bum's like tent set up in the in the
0: in the <laughs> in camping the, down there. In the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I believe this is our last question. Uh, Dino Mike Mora says, uh, do you see the general Halo 1 crowd? uh, Wait, do you see the general Halo 1 crowd as getting better, or is the competition about the same? So I guess uh, this is in terms of skill of uh, the player base.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to kind of answer it a little more broadly than that, which is to say that traditionally, you know, when I started playing, uh and, and getting to know people the halo 1 crowd was was a very toxic group and okay. I, even sort of just generally the halo community maybe even halo 2 halo 3 players were kind of considered pretty toxic and you know I, I think a lot of the the more competitive players kind of felt like you know if i talk shit to everyone then they'll want to play and beat me and and kind of they think that they're elevating everyone to be more motivated to 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 you know be competitive but the fact of the matter is, you know, a lot of people are just turned off by that. A lot of people get their feelings. Right. You know, some right. some top player talking shit to you. You know, a lot, some percentage of people just never come back. Um, so we, we really changed and improved that a lot. And so, you know, our best players, I, I think, understand more than ever the importance of growing the community, of encouraging new players. Right. Um, and, and it's really been a largely an effort by – um, a product of the contributions that new players have made. So Beachland 5, Hardway came uh, and was a commentator. Um, nice. Hardway, to, to to me as a Halo 1 guy who hadn't watched Halo 2 and Halo 3, it, it blew me away that someone would want to come and just talk about me playing a game. And right. it's, it never occurred to me that someone would want to do that. Um, and so he added hard way added so much value to our our stream with the commentary and and nighty Night is is a sort of a, a staple commentary. Night uh, night? Yeah, nighty Night comes. Awesome. And he, he's comment he, he commentated uh, at beachland six and beachland Seven. Uh, and you know he's great. Um, and so you have some of these, you know uh, Hurley who 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 uh, designed our beachland logo. Um, and, and all these guys who are kind of newer to the community, but they're making these huge contributions. And yeah. so, um You have um, this year we have Sandman coming, who's who's never been. And uh, you know he's a, he's a photographer for people who don't know, and he does a lot of great Amazing work. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, his he he's hooked us up with a guy named Mr. Archaos, uh, who's like a, who's like the filmmaker version of Sandman. Okay. Um, So, you know, he's coming to do a bunch of our our videography stuff. And uh, so, yeah, so when you have those new people who are making such huge contributions to this game that we love and the scene that we're in, um, you know, it's hard to, to, you know, debate any longer. Is it worthwhile to be nice to new people and encourage new people to come? It's pretty much everyone agrees. Uh, So the community has largely, you know, Beachland is largely about getting new people to come. Um, statistically about a third of the players that come to Beachland each year are new players who have never been to a Beachland before. Nice. Um, but sort of to get to really what he was asking, you know, I I, I do think players are, are getting better. I think the meta is, is evolving. I, I think it would be better under neutral hosts. You know, I, I think right. on and off kind of creates perverse incentives where people play, you know, it's it's harder to... It's very um, you can when you're on host you can just play very aggressive and very rushy mm-hmm. and you know it's hard to to turn that off when you go back to um, off host and so uh, you yeah. know I, I think the the average player would adopt the meta better and the the meta would develop better if everyone was playing a consistent game you know yeah. uh, in an NHE but um, I think overall. Uh, yeah, I think people are getting better, um, for sure.
0: Yeah. I do think that was a really great point that you raised about casters and other personalities, like you are having a videographer coming in, David Sandman. These are all great people that help, you know, grow the scene in a beautiful way and expose people to the game who might not know about it. I I thought it was so cool having Gandhi come back and cast the last – Halo ca- Classic, right? So, doing more of that, especially with the next Halo Classic coming up, getting good personalities, casters, to really kind of showcase why the game is so special and interesting. That's how you get new players. That's how you get new people, you know, coming back and getting excited about it. So, uh, hopefully you get a lot more of that. You get more people coming into the Beachlands and doing a little casting there, because I, I was watching some of the Beachland, and it is just strictly gameplay from what I could see, and I think casting would definitely help the uh, the experience of the viewership.
2: Yeah, so in years past, we would just have a stream. Any, any jerk could sit down and, you know, Yeah. Not- watching watch yeah play for eight hours uh but uh this year uh we're going to have a much more regimented schedule awesome um and you know there's going to be uh we have specific like money matches set up on certain days uh we'll, we'll I'll, I'll get uh i'll get you guys the the schedule to publish um but um there's going to be a tournament on monday and tuesday but then um, each, each night, there's going to be kind of like a fight card where, you know, one set of teams is going to play at a certain time. And then, you know, sort of, culmin- you know, get- games would theoretically get more competitive, you know, during the night. And so, you know, people will be able to tune into the, the the games that they want to see. And there's going to be, you know, interviews leading up to it and, you know, a lot more production and, and stuff that we haven't, you know, really done in the past. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, it's great to see that that's happening, and of course, with the HCS grassroots partnership and, and this initiative, hopefully, that continues to grow and evolve. You have more events, and then at some point, hopefully, there's prize pool money, and you know, we can continue to grow this as well. But that's all the questions I have. So uh, thank you so much, and, and thank you, Chat, for providing your questions as well. Um, as far as uh, if you have like, if you're a new classic Halo fan, you want to get into uh, into Halo One, where would you say they start? I guess maybe just go to your Twitter, or do you do you have any recommendations? Uh-huh. What, what they should yes yeah.
2: so the halo one hubcom is is a great place to start especially sure. the supplier halo finder app um, people are are welcome to reach out to me um, you know a lot of the on the your da- brand
0: new Twitter account
2: <laughs> beach uh, beachland is our website and' oh, nice okay. on Twitter where I'm the beachland um and uh you know pretty easy to find so you yes. know if anybody can get to me then i can help you get to you know halo players in your area i keep a, a database sort of a spreadsheet of you know halo players so you know if, if you're in wyoming you know i can try to help you find someone in your area who, who plays
0: man well i i love the passion for the game and it's so cool to see just these individual communities for every halo. Like every single title is special for its own reasons and different for its own reasons. And while that kind of divides us, it's also a very exciting and interesting thing, too, just to kind of experience. So thank you so much for joining me on today's thank chat. Thanks and for I'll having be- me. Um, you've had some
2: great guests on here, Walshy and, um, yeah. uh, you know, Ryan Noob. I don't think I'm in the, the that, those categories, but, I you know, I really appreciate the attention and the uh, platform to talk about what we're doing and what we are passionate about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely learned a lot more, though, because I didn't I didn't know anything about Halo-C or much about it coming into this, so I'd say it's very informative for me. So thank you, man, uh, for joining me. Yep. All right. Thank you so much, guys. No problem. See you around. All right. And that closes today's interview. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I know we also have our HCS grassroots giveaway. A lot of you guys in the chat waiting for that. You type, exclamation work grassroots, in the chat for your chance to win the BR skin and nameplate. We'll find out who the winner is in just a second uh hopefully this is going oh there you have it all right awesome thank you tony uh code winner is claw meh god claw, m-e-h god you have won the br skin and nameplate giveaway congratulations guys that will end the show for today remember we also have merch you can feel free to check out that merch anything that you purchase there it is anything you purchase here not only supports the show it supports me as well And one last little tidbit that I keep forgetting to do, I'm not sure if we have graphics for this yet, but we definitely should get them in the future, is that we are also available on Spotify, guys. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. So you can just listen to us on the go if you'd like. There's also hcsweekly.com where you can listen to the episodes there as well. This broadcast, once it's finished, it's going to go up on YouTube either later tonight or tomorrow morning. So so many different places to enjoy HCS Weekly. We're here on a weekly basis. You can listen to us. You can watch us all these great ways to be a part of it. So hopefully I can see you guys on one of those platforms in the future. And if not, I'll see you next week on Twitch.tv. Have a good night.